Welcome to Space Nerds, your source for intergalactic science fiction and science fact. Engines primed, engage! Hey, hey, this is Alexandria. I'm Jane Smith. And I'm Douglas Gale. And I will be bringing you Space News, Star Trek, Duck Space Nine, Firefly, Black Mirror, and probably superhero stuff. Dystopian fiction! Who's excited? I'm Jesse Mercury, and I'll be your constant cosmic companion, bringing you the weekly space news and sitting down with these amazing friends to talk about science fiction. We are Space Nerds! Which sister are you? Which one? Which one? Which one? Are you the one who has eyes? Eyes of gold! Or the one that dies? Dead like a bit of mold. Ooh. <laughs> oh! Quantum fingering! Quantum fingering! <laughs> Quantum fingering! Quantum fingering! Quantum fingering! Quantum fingering. fingering. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's do it. Yeah. Welcome Woo! to Star Trek Picard Club. Yeah. Third meeting. Yeah, uh, we're doing a brunch. We're doing a brunch yeah, time. We yeah. met. We actually met at noon to watch Star Trek we did. and we podcast. Did. And great. have acai bowls and uh, green tea. Yeah, yeah. it's fucking awesome. Well, let's all say hi. I am, of course, Jesse Mercury. Who else is here? I am Andy. <laughs> I guess like uh, honorary Mercury. <laughs> it's like the Ramones. Yeah. 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 <laughs> and then Doug Mercury. Uh, well, I was going to say Joey Mercury, but I guess. Oh, yeah. Good, yeah. And Sarah and I'm Russell. Sarah. Sarah, you can Mer- be Mercury. Sarah Mercury. Yeah. <laughs> Sailor Mercury. Ooh, that's a good uh, name. And we just watched episode three of Star Trek Picard, Quantum Fingering. Quantum Fingering. Quantum Fingering. <laughs> Should we even explain that or just... Sure. Well, there's a moment in the episode um, where um, Rafi... Raffi, Raffi, Raffi yeah. is um, looking at a, a, another one of those sort of ambiguously complicated screens <laughs> that right. appears out of nowhere, <laughs> like the one that we saw in the apartment last uh, last week, and uh, and she like she's like looking around, clearly not seeing anything she scroll, needs. Scroll, 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 focuses on the sort of like flashing bit of text and and she like looks at it and I swear I saw one of the items said quantum fingering. And then Doug said that's, that's re- great for yeah. really long distance relationships. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and now none of us can get it out of our head. Right, but it did say finger something, right? Right. I choose to believe that it said quantum fingering. I was distracted by the I thing that said Gorn may- egg. Right. It oh, may yeah. have said quantum figuring, but mm, no. I don't like that as much. No. Yeah. Quantum no quantum tunneling. <laughs> and fingering. <laughs> yeah, I'm into it. Yeah, what, what's so. it actually? This episode was actually called "The End Is the Beginning." The end is the beginning. Yeah. Okay, I fucking loved this episode. I I really yeah. enjoyed it. I am like, I I don't say this lightly, but I'm like a pig in shit with this show. <laughs> I know like, you, are, you are. This is my shit. This yeah. is going to be a lot. I think it's going to be a. a more enjoyable binging it all at once. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, it, uh, staggered is difficult because you do want more of it. And I think the, to me, one of the biggest complaints is the, we were all sort of talking about it upstairs, the pacing where mm. it's they, the, the, the past two start off with a lot of like front loading of exposition. Yeah. And then getting into stuff where I think if you then watch that, you know, like, 
three, four in a row, you're yeah. like, all right, all right, this is good. Yeah, yeah like, yeah. I don't know how, how many episodes this season has, but let's say it's ten. It's going to be like a ten-hour movie, I yeah. think. Uh, but yeah. for me, like, episode two had a lot of pacing issues, and the ending was so abrupt and strange. But this episode, <laughs> this episode felt great to me. Like, this whole episode just had, it was jam-packed with shit that I loved. We got the return of Hugh. Mm. And, I mean, I've always wanted more Star Trek The Next Generation. I never in a million years would have thought I was going to get to see Hugh and what yeah. he was up to 30 years after my favorite show ended. Yeah. And it is awesome. <laughs> yeah, it's very cool. It's very cool. I, I totally agree. Uh, I am really curious what's happening on that cube. Yeah, I was um, way yeah. wrong with even my crazy guesses. Yeah, I, I really, I'm, I'm, I'm honestly, I'm, I'm not really, I don't have any theories yet. Actually, mm-hmm. after this episode, I'm a little yeah. baffled. What can we piece together? So Hugh is in charge of this reclamation project, project. and the reclamation project is to reclaim individuals mm-hmm. from the Borg Collective? Is that what we're thinking? That's what it seems like, yeah. yeah. Where they're, they're de-Borgifying them. Yeah. And they call them XBs. XBs, I right? love that. <laughs> X-Borg. Yeah, yeah. Right. yeah. And, and that, XBs that, are like the most hated people in the galaxy. Well, that's, you're hearing that from an XB, so he right. might have a, a yeah. skin in the game. Bye. Yeah. But definitely they're the most hated people in the galaxy. Yeah, sure. Because the Borg were like, you know, this evil force that all it did was destroy and kill, you yeah. know? Yeah. If it didn't assimilate you, it would blew you up, you know? Right. Right. Yeah, it either took away your right to choose or killed you, yeah. both of which suck. Right. Or, or worse, it ignored you because you're useless. Yeah. That would have been really embarrassing. Like, yeah, yeah I passed my work cube. Yeah. But it didn't care. <laughs> <laughs> so what does that make me? What am I in the universe? <laughs> Nothing. But it is interesting that they aren't seen, then it seems like by the, well, and again, yeah, it is a biased point of view, but that they aren't generally seen as victims as a right, yeah. right, they're right. perpetrators yeah, and, yeah. And which would be the interesting thing if they explore that because i yeah. think that's a perfectly valid i think they are exploring thing. that i think the idea of yeah. like speaking like dis- discerning which original species these these oh, yeah, individuals true. were and then speaking to them in their right. native tongue and how comforting that can be and right. the fact that hugh notices that uh, Soji is different because she's treating these individuals with compassion. As the, individuals. And as individuals. And the Romulans yeah. in general aren't. It seems like the Romulans are just there to like harvest profit off of technology right. and whatever they can learn. They're going to add to their own collective greatness. <laughs> <They're>, <laughs> but, yeah. I also, <laughs> I'm thinking that there's some connection between Borg technology, what it does to Romulans, and the synthetic attack on Mars. Because... In this episode, we see that the only Romulans that were ever simulated, when they try to deborgify them, they're having you know mental difficulties, um, like coming back to themselves. And there's like only one crew of Romulans that would ever, was ever assimilated, and it just it's, there's like a connection there with the right. synthetics that we don't see yet. And I'm 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 assuming that the Borg connection is also connected to the synthetics thing. And there's something about. Mm-hmm. Like synthetic life and biological life that like meshing and combining or overlapping or being at odds with each other, like something at the core of this show that we don't know yet yeah. in that realm that I'm so excited to find out more about. Yeah. 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 I'm curious. So, okay. I have a few areas of I'm so, this. Is, this episode was actually chock full of things to investigate and a lot of open ended questions. But one of the things I'm curious about is. So were they saying that that group of people that we saw that they go into that room and and Soji is talking, you know, to that woman and yeah. that that group, the Romulan group, basically, that they're the only people that are having a problem, like returning back to their 
full mental capacity? I think or that was think implied. They are the only ones that they've tried the reclamation project on. I think they're the only Borg that have ever been, or only Romulans that have ever been assimilated. Right. And then, or or the only Romulans that have ever been deborgified. Right. And then, yes, they are having problems. Are we? But are we to assume that that ship is full of deborgified other yes, species that so. are doing fine and are are I having an easier think, transition? I think so. That's the impression that I got. What about what about you guys? What do you think? Yeah, that seems right. I don't know how successful reclamation to individuality is yeah. because they still have shown like people basically getting harvested for parts mm-hmm. and yeah. then them being dead. And then they have mentioned like the XBs are hated. Yeah. Hughes around and is, you know, obviously just sort of like a, a, a individualized person. Right. Yeah. But I don't know how many XBs they've explicitly shown us. But the implication right. is that, yes, they must be able to do this. Probably it depends on how far gone mm-hmm. you were in terms of getting Borged or not. Yeah, or, yeah. You know, previous shows had mentioned that it mattered how long you were a Borg right. as well. But so they contradicted themselves. Yeah, yeah. I mean, this, yeah, this it basically yeah. could be anything. But I think the general idea is that this is the only group of Romulans that have been assimilated. Okay. They were the last ones assimilated by this cube. Right. That may, assimilating Romulans may be bad for the Borg and right. the Romulans. Right. Yeah. And then yes. deborgifying Romulans seems to also be bad for the Romulans. And if this is the last cube that was assimilated and Dodge or Soji has that memory, there's got to be a synth connection there, right? There has to well, be. Well, that's what I'm also asking. Okay, so we don't assume that somehow... No, because he would have been dead. That somehow Data met... That, like, the piece of her that knows her <laughs> is actually Data. Well, it's... There's... there could You could go down this road because in one of the movies, Data, like, is making out with a Borg queen or something. <laughs> sure. Like they're hooking up. So, like, he could have, like top secret Borg information. Uh-huh. In theory, he could. Oh, that's, she, yeah. I mean, the data was it. like partially Borgified for a second. I a little so. bit. No, well, more like humanified, but. I don't know. He was on the ship. He yeah. spent time with the queen. I'm asking questions. What did he learn? What did he know? Yeah, that's in- I honestly hadn't been thinking about that. That's interesting. But it also could be, it could just be that Dodge is a, a robot. So right. she's got stuff in her brain. That's right. So, like yeah. data mm-hmm. had the entire memories of like the colony where he grew up of everyone in his mind, like yeah. right. Dr. Sung put all of these different people's memories into him to kind of give him a sense of what it meant to be alive. She could sure. subconsciously be able to hack Borg cube data and just like sure. download it while she's sleeping. Yeah, and her, yeah, realize yeah. It. her mom is definitely a computer program. Yes, definitely. Oh, totally. yeah. Who said that last? Oh, yeah. I did. Yeah. You did the, the yeah, I was yeah. like, when I was watching it, I watched it last night, of course. I was like, oh, damn, Jesse was definitely, well, yeah. I didn't say Jesse. I was like, whoever said it yeah. was definitely right. Cause that is clearly just like a, yeah. just stop talking and go to sleep. Yeah. Yeah, oh, that. yeah. <laughs> that, then, then Doug's... What did you say there? That That's was, why I never call my mom. Yeah. Doug had some really good one-liners <laughs> while we were watching the show. I try no. to keep myself quiet, but No, it's good. It really no. adds to the experience. So the scene was Soji calls her mom because she's she was just told, like, are you the one that lives? Or are you the one that has eyes? And <laughs> yeah. so she's calling Pond her mom. Finger I, <laughs> I was like, did he just say have... Did she just say the one that has eyes? They like, have the eyes? The one that dies. <laughs> so then Soji... <laughs> is like in a panic and she calls her mom yeah. to find out like is Dodge alive and then her mom <laughs> talks to her and starts to tell her, like Dodge is fine and goes on a boring story and then they show like Soji like ooh getting all loopy and right. passing out which right. is clearly just like a thing it, yeah it's like if you they're trying to keep her from 
waking up the way that that Dodge did. Right, to learn. Activating. Activating, yeah. Yeah, It seems like her programming is trying to prevent her from activating, and her mom that she calls is, like, part of this software somehow. Right, it's just in there as, like, an algorithm to answer. It's cool. Yeah, it's interesting. It's really cool. I really like it. But did she just get sleepy, or did something, like, make her pass out? I think it makes her pass out. I think it's part of that programming. I agree. Gotcha. Where, like, she, it's like, ooh. Magic words. Right. Yeah. Dangling up. Right? Like, the when you have the watch you and you're like, watch <laughs> you don't need to talk to your mom. Right? <laughs> yeah, and then why is her mom lying to her about Daj dying? Well, first of all, it's not her mom. It's just an algorithm inside of right. the thing that's just to keep her distracted. Right. To yeah. make her believe... Her Tamagotchi mom. Because, the, yeah, exactly. But yeah. the whole point of, of the mom construct is to keep... Uh, uh, Soji or Daj from activating. From activating. Yeah. yeah. And so. to also keep them from... which which. Which implies the, uh, understanding their true nature. Right. So I think having a conversation with someone that's like, "Oh no, your sister's dead." These Romulan agents right. came what down and say? killed yeah. her. Yeah, yeah. she yeah. just exploded. That's weird. People don't explode. Right. She so, yeah. could activate. Right. Of course, yeah. this thing's gonna lie to her and just keep yeah. her calm. That's why it's also yeah. gonna knock her out because she probably can't keep up that end of the conversation mm-hmm. for an extended period of time and not have. Soji, who's clearly supposed to be a very smart person, going, yeah. wait a minute. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Is this the to- first time, too, that we know that they know of each other? Dodge and Soji? Yeah. Did we know that Soji what? says, I have a, have a sister? And Dodge said yeah. something about yeah. my sister has one with the necklaces. Didn't she mention yeah, like, sister? Yeah, uh, when we looked at Dodge's correspondence on her remember. computer, there was stuff with her sister. Yeah, they had talked yeah, yeah, right. yeah. Oh, yeah. So yes, this, yes, yes. What I think... Piecing together what they've said, what I think they're doing is it's going to be that they were created three years ago f- from, you know, nothing, basically. So they, yeah. their only memories prior to that are implanted memories yeah. that mm-hmm. probably includes both of them growing up as sisters and, mm-hmm. you know, having parents and all that. And then from the three years on, it may be their own actual memories right. dovetailing yeah. from there. Right. That I agree. Sense. Yeah. And because, I mean, to a way, like, Data doesn't have memories of his own, right? I mean, he's got his own that he makes. But right. then, like you said, he's got the memories of all the colonists. Right. So. But he doesn't have a fake origin story of, like, when I was yeah. a little right. baby Data. Mm-hmm. Right. Like, he remembers being activated for the first time. He remembers right. everything after that moment in perfect clarity. Right. But he also has, like, all of these other people's memories right. mixed in there. And then eventually he downloads Lol's memories into his own. Right. Yeah. He's so a he's memory just, thief. Yeah. He t- really takes his girlfriend Borg Queen's memories. Maybe. Maybe. I mean, that's a really cool theory. Like, what if they... <laughs> what if there's something there? Like, what... Man, what if that's what this comes down to is that, like... Dodge and Soji were created out of Data's neurons, and Data's neurons had some Borg influence because of the events of First Contact. Right. And maybe because of that, when, like, because of that, it gets mixed up with the Romulans somehow, and the, and the Borg try to assimilate the Romulans. Maybe they assimilated synthetic and they didn't realize it, and that's what destroys this Borg cube, and that's why... It wasn't blown up. It was like just kind of deprogrammed or something. Hive collapse. Yeah, yeah. I mean, wait, say that last part. I don't quite understand what you're saying. Like, what if they accidentally they try to assimilate uh, Soji if she was on the ship, and then that, or or just any of those synthetics, right? Yeah. Yeah, there's some connection with the Romulans and the synthetics that I just can't wait to find out. Yeah, I'm a broken record on that. Romulan synthetic Borg. Yes, there's a there's something 
mm-hmm. in the interactions, and yes. it could be the all three interacting with each other, or just. Or just uh, synths and Romulans, yeah. and then that the that for some reason, yeah. I mean, there's got to be another Borg cube that comes later in the season, right? Like there ha- there has to be some outside Borg influence. Yeah, like they come to check up on what's happening, or come to look at this reclamation project and try to stop it. I mean, I would be surprised if we didn't have some sort of adversarial relationship with actual Borg later right. on in the season. Yeah, it makes sense. Or in a future season, you know, yeah, they, yeah. they've put him there. So Yeah, I mean, this is already renewed for season two. Yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah. Okay, we've... Yeah, hence Whoopi. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. We're, we've skipped around a lot, but I really want I to talk about Raffi. Well, because that was yeah. I mean, that's yeah. there's like the opening scene that was yeah, fourteen like years said, ago. There's a lot of stuff that gets covered in this. So much. Like yeah. this. That's why I didn't mind the pacing of this episode is because mm-hmm. episode two you had all of these like weird intrigue moments that I didn't care about. Yeah, but, but not episode that much three, happened. all the intrigue moments I really cared yeah, about. Yeah. You know, like the beginning of the episode. You see, fourteen years ago, you see Picard walk out of the meeting where he resigns from Starfleet. Yeah. And yeah. I think that they digitally de him a little bit I thought so scene. too because yeah. you know, yeah. or, or yeah. they're digitally right. wringling him up in the other scene <laughs> right because I thought he could have looked young I was like for 14 years he still yeah. looks pretty old there's somebody I, I standing behind him holding his head <laughs> back on his I head. appreciated the effort to make him look a little bit younger and it was fine for me and I I you know that's makeup. Thing that, it's just, it's yeah. makeup is makeup, whether it's a computer or if it's dust right. on your face yeah totally I want to say about Raffi Raffi? Yeah. I keep wanting to go Raffi or Raffi. I feel like either would be okay, okay. until we hear Raffi pronounce her own name. Yeah. And then that's <laughs> your best said. effort to make it that. Yes, yeah. right. But you know who we do know. Wendy? JL. Wendy. Oh, JL. <laughs> but I, yeah. I thought that actor's performance in that first scene, at first I was like, well, because the only bit of acting we've gotten from that actor before that is like right towards the end of uh, yeah, last yeah, week's yeah, yeah. episode. And it was of very Raffi. like, yeah. oh shit. You know, and it was like yeah. dead on. It was like yeah. really. And then in that scene, in that first flashback scene, I was like, oh, she's she's almost in the world of like soap opera. The yeah. way that she oh, is you think like. So? But and I, I, at first I didn't get it. And then as I get to know her character more and more, I'm like, oh, it really works. Yeah, I love it. I think so. My- she just has this intensity and this, dr- dr- I would literal like, dramatism to her that yeah. is like I I I she's in a but it works also because because of like the classic training that that is that Shakespearean training we were talking about like it goes up against that in a really interesting way yeah yeah like so, the stakes are always high what what do we think is, is her backstory my assumption is that when Riker leaves the Enterprise to command his own ship and uh-huh. Data's killed in in Nemesis then obviously Jean-Luc's going to need a new first officer and maybe it's Raffi. Like, yeah. I, I was guessing mm-hmm. that Raffi was his first officer and I have not read the countdown comics. Right. Like I, you know, in my experience, the supplemental materials are more fun to dive into after the show is over. Sure. Like I was saying mm-hmm. about ready room last week. Like, yeah. I mean, I, I read like countdown to star Trek 2009 and I, and it put all this stuff in my head that I wanted to be in the movie. that uh, wasn't. But as a supplemental comic, it's fucking brilliant. Interesting. So I like that stuff more after the fact. So I haven't dived into that, but my guess is that she was his first officer on the enterprise E hmm. until he, until he resigned his commission and then yeah. him resigning ended her career also and then she just like really resents him for it but i love that in that first scene you can tell that like she loves him you know oh yeah mm-hmm. she loves working with him and mm-hmm. working for him and like yeah in the way that riker loved him and loved working for him and you can just imagine picard 
just abandoning Riker and how much that would hurt. Well, she's yeah. also equally as passionate at the Romulan yes. rescue yeah. mission as he is. Yeah. So she's like, it's not like, oh, we have to do this thing. She's like morally uh, yeah. invested in the idea of saving one of the uh, yeah. enemies of the Federation from, from a natural disaster. Mm-hmm. And seeing it from her point of view, it makes it feel like Picard gave up. You know, like he's saying, this is my last big right. effort was resign was uh, like threatening to resign. I thought that would work. It didn't. Right. We're fucked. I guess it's over. And then she gets fired. Yeah. But she's like, let's do something anyway. And he's like, well, I'm going to go tend to my grapes. Well, yeah, she right. tells him like, you're just going to go to your yeah. chateau and write books. Yeah. I mean, right. what an interesting relationship. I love seeing Picard as flawed because he's oh, absolutely. such a, a hero of mine yeah. and always has been. And but but none of these flaws rub against what I know about him. They actually kind of it fits. seem informed by yeah. what I know about him, and I like it. Like I like the idea that like he got backed into a corner and he did everything he thought that he could, and then he ran out of ideas. And just not only that, but felt so disgusted that this organization he devoted his life to was not doing what he wanted it to. So he just walked away. Like that works for me. That makes sense. But then, like from everyone else's perspective, it's like oh. Like the sheer fucking hubris of this yeah, guy. Yeah, right, right. You know? <laughs> well, that's good because you are seeing the, the 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 exaggerated versions of his flaws as well as mm. you know the exaggerated versions of his virtues. You know his yeah. his compassion and all that kind yeah. of stuff. But yeah, the the, the sheer fucking hubris is great because yeah, that. But it's also the kind of thing that past sort of Star Trek he got away with. Like yeah, he, he got to this point validly in the sense of this, what his whole career had been is mm. kind of just like always doing the right thing and having it always work out. And even right. if it's like yeah. saying no to this asshole or that asshole. So yeah, yeah I love that. I mean, I know that was last episode, but I still think about it. It was such a great scene. It was yeah. a great scene. Mm-hmm. Oh, and side note, not that anyone may care about this. I had since learned that the actor portraying uh, that Admiral is uh, or Commodore, whatever, rank was is uh ann magnuson the performance artist um so if you know anything about her or if you don't look her up she's a fascinating weird ass lady <laughs> um yeah. she was in a one of her more famous things she's done mainstreamish was being the uh in the band uh bong water and they've got that song power of pussy um, I feel like that does sound familiar. And then in the eighties or something, she was in a it was in a a satirical heavy metal band called Vulcan Death Grip. Oh my god! So and she's a trip. I mean, she's like she's had a long so performance art, but doing like a bunch yeah. of different things. She was on a sitcom once, and wow, yeah. Wow. So yeah, she's a real wow. fascinating person. Yeah. Wow. And then to have what I consider like one of the most chill-inducing lines in Star Trek history is really yeah. neat. Yeah. yeah, yeah. You know, I mean this season of this show feels like a response to what's happening in America right now to which me. I think we've talked about this before which I we think. need well it's also why I think that uh, Patrick Stewart had explicitly said that he would come back to yeah. Star Trek and a character that he said he would never want to return to yeah, yeah. because there's no reason but right, the like, idea that this the story was supposed to speak to things that were happening now yeah. Yeah. that made it vital and relevant in his mind yeah. is one of the things that encouraged him to come back to the character. Yeah, it's like when the organization or the country that you live in, you know, does something that you just wholeheartedly disagree with and is at odds with what you've believed it to be your whole life. Like, we're sitting here the day after Trump was acquitted uh, mm-hmm. in the impeachment trial and it's basically saying like, well, yes, he committed a crime and we know that, but we're not going to do anything about it, um, which is kind of terrifying for me. I don't know about anyone else in this room. Yeah. Um, but then like kind of thinking about that against 
this backdrop of Starfleet kind of abandoning their their values right. mm-hmm. in Picard's point of view, but not from other people's point of view. Mm-hmm. It just shows you like point of view just matters so much. Yes, and putting all of your faith into any organization is dangerous. You know, you yeah. But putting no faith into organizations like just means that you have no like there's no like presence of anyone else in your life. So mm-hmm. I don't know. It's just so interesting and, and tricky. And I really like how this show is wrestling with it. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. Which were so, okay. We got to talk about snake leaf. <laughs> yeah. Well, can I also just say, I love that this show is creating, it's like doing world building. It's taking the time to do character development. It's investing in things that it didn't necessarily need to. And I think that that is really exciting. Like the snake leaf. Yeah. It's a detail that they don't need. They don't need to include that. Like, there's no reason story wise that's important, but it just, it's like this little thing that we can see and go, oh, what a brilliant depiction of what that might look like in the future. Yeah. And it tells you about that character. And it just like sets up so much. Like, you yeah. know. The moment she pulled that petal off of that flower, I was like, I really hope she smokes that. <laughs> I literally, that's what I thought. And then, like, she not only did that, but. She the prop that they made was so yeah, good and brilliant. like we've never seen. I mean, I've I've thought about this. Like when vape pens came out, I'm like, man, they've never done that on Star Trek, and now right. they have. <laughs> and I was pretty stoked about it. I liked it. I mean, Doug was sitting there vaping the whole time. And yeah, was, I was vaping already. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you're like you're smoking the future. Doug. Uh, yeah, smoking <laughs> my future weed. Yeah, and then she's just like chugging this bottle of Chateau Picard. I know. She's I, an interesting character, and what yeah, I really I love is that the, the opening of the show basically shows like the, one of the pivotal moments that w- we would know of in her life mm-hmm. where she goes from this ideal uh, idealistic starfleet you know officer yeah. to then just being completely let down yeah. you know that right there i think is the beginning of what sets her to yeah. where she is where you know the the story takes place which is now kind of like bitter and broken and and understandably yeah. so and it's really interesting, and now they're setting it up where she's got a thing that she wants to mystery to follow through with yeah. her own life. What, Cloud Haven or something? Mm, what was it called? Free Cloud? Yeah, Free Cloud. Free Cloud. Yeah, where they're going to go look for Bruce Maddox. Yeah. I love that Bruce Maddox is the MacGuffin of this season. Yeah. <laughs> that's that's incredible. Um, I really love that. What did you What did you think of of R- Raph Raffy? I know I loved her. I'm still like piecing the show together, right? Yeah, yeah. and like yeah. this world. Sure. So for me, it's very much like. Oh, she's cool. Yeah. And like, oh, vape pen, that's cool. Yeah. And then it's like, okay, they're talking about some something. Some right. yeah, or yeah. like, or it was interesting to see like their first scene and like, I think like, because my thought at first was like, oh, I wonder if she, because he decided he resigned, you know, and then she's like, we can do something. So I'm almost like, did she? try to do something right. and then also yeah. get like yeah. reprimanded and fired because you know like she went on her own right. was she fired because of like was it a domino effect or did she on her own try to do something and right. then get like blacklisted for it right, yeah right, right. it's unclear because she says she's gonna go get fired but we don't know that for sure she's right. got a summons to go talk to the council yeah or and she also keeps referring to like not again never again right and we actually don't know if that's something that happened before he resigned or if there's something that happened in that 14 year period right then I mean, we mm-hmm. could get a flashback somewhere in there we don't even know to something that they tried to do together in that time yeah although she did say that oh, it's been 14 years yeah. yeah that's true maybe that's she was true. his security officer because she was going on about 
um, the doctor at the end about how she didn't do a security check. Right. Maybe she was his new wharf. Oh. No, no, no. I mean, it's interesting because also they've implied that the smoking snake leaf by her own admission is something that makes her paranoid. Right. And one of, but one of her strengths is this ability, well, to see connections between things. Yes. Yeah. So, Oh my God. When Picard like called her and said, are you doing the research? That was so funny. I love that. She's like, no. And he's like, here's everything I have. Definitely are. Yeah. I I just, I love this so much. Cause like he didn't contact her for 14 years, which was so shitty. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But then he also has this read on her where he knows that she's doing what he wants her to. And yeah. that tells you a lot about him as a person. It's like, he just, like, and he, he even says it later, like, I've just been running around not asking permission to do the right thing. Yeah. But that's, like, his version of the right thing. Mm-hmm. And just because I agree with his version of the right thing doesn't mean that it's he's doing it the right way, yeah. you know? Mm-hmm. Like, in my opinion, the right way would be to make sure that his people are okay, you know? Like, to stay in touch with Rafi over those 14 years. Sure. Yeah. It also really makes me respect the decision to not bring back the crew from the original show and to kind of build this backstory with this new person that he served with that we've never seen yeah i feel like that serves the show so much better than if this were actually Riker or wharf or jordy or yeah Troy. I, I don't think i would like the show if it was just people yeah uh, that we've seen before yeah it's which is weird not, not to get weird about it but it's also very uh, the the later star trek movies did that mm. where you're just i'm kind of rolling my eyes like can everybody just like chill out and retire like yeah, why does everybody right. have or you to gotta like, like earn those you know where yeah. It's like, and yeah it's interesting too where it's like because she has these feelings of like you abandoned me and it's like well do these other people feel that way then right, like right. when they come back is right. it gonna be more justified that they feel that way yeah because we've already met someone who feels that way versus a character yeah. that you've always known and love and it's like oh but like but you guys did a thing you should be so happy and it's like right. well yeah. no you also haven't talked to them for this long yeah. like would we feel you know this a nice intro into what it'll be like when we see these other characters yeah, yeah, yeah that's yeah. a good point and we are gonna see more char- we know we're at least seeing Riker and Troy coming up in, in the next few weeks and we're gonna see seven of nine which is obviously from a different star trek show but still right. very exciting mm. um yeah that's so interesting i really like how they're going about this in just so many ways one of the yeah. critiques against discovery when it came out was people were saying like it's not like a bridge focused show the way the other mm. shows were very sure. ensemble you yeah. know you always have the captain or, or the commander yeah. or whoever but this one was you know uh michael burnham and mm-hmm. she's not in charge of anything. And, yeah. you know, she's a criminal and all this. <laughs> right. And that they do show you some other people, but it, they never, they get short shrift. You don't know anything about their background. Yeah. yeah. And, and Sarah, and then, sorry, the discovery is like the... the, the yeah. Yeah, you, right. I kind I of know what sure it know. is. Okay. I just know. My mom started, so my mom does watch, she just started watching Discovery. Oh, oh. interesting. Yeah, oh, she told me to make okay. sure yeah. you knew. Well, do a podcast with <laughs> her about Discovery. Yeah. Tell her to hang in there, because season two gets really good. Okay, what I she likes Discovery. What are you starting off uh, with? Telling, she telling but he's in not. What's his name? JL is not. Is <laughs> he in Discovery? No. It's Picard, all no. new people. No. It's all I new people. I love calling him JL. <laughs> it like tickles the shit out of me. I will say that in that first scene when she called him JL, I was like, that's a brilliant, beautiful touch. But then she calls him that like every three seconds. Sentences, I and know. And it's like no one refers to them to each other no. by name that much. Right, Doug? Yeah. What do you think, Doug? Yeah. Do people say names each other that often, there's Doug? A, there's a great uh, meme that I had seen. It's someone drinking like a giant mug of beer. And on the face, it says... 
uh, uh, writers without siblings. And then the beer is, hey, bro. Hey, sis. How's it going? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's like, real. Yeah, that's, that's not how people with siblings call each other. How yeah. you doing, bro? What's up, sis? Yeah. <laughs> that's so funny. Yeah, Very like, accurate. I like, it's so funny. Like, I never say. I know. I, I, I don't say Andy's name to her that often at all. It's a thing no. that they do. In, I like to say, hey, babe, or hey, lady, or hey, George. I, I feel it's very common, though, in, <laughs> in scripted shows. Is to it's so have common, like yeah. A, Especially in Aaron Sorkin dramas. <laughs> <laughs> and I don't know if it's to like help people keep track of stuff, or... I don't know. It's a very writery thing to do. Yeah. Like I didn't that- notice it, though. Personally. Oh, really? Okay. I noticed it once, yeah. but I think... But maybe it's just because I didn't know what that was. I was oh, like, JL? It took me a yeah. while yeah. to be like, oh, yeah. that's I mean, <laughs> They went out of their way. They even showed it on screen at one point, like Picard, comma, JL, because it's yeah. Jean-Luc. Right? Yeah. Like, they really want to make sure you know... Who? Well, maybe that's like, the ha- new way they're gonna refer to him. So they're like, okay, yeah, exactly, we're exactly. Here now, and right, I, yeah. I love that. I love having a new way to refer to Picard. It's great. It's kind of delicious. I think it, to me, it comes across like the the um, music in terms of like not noticing it until you think about it. Yeah, yeah. Where mm-hmm. there's a lot of music behind a lot of the scenes. Yes, and that I don't. I don't, I can not notice it, or all of a sudden it can be, I can't stop thinking about it. Yes. You know? Yes. Yeah. And I think overusage of someone's name can be like that too, where it just kind of comes invisible to me. Yeah. Or then all of a sudden I'm like, oh, nope, there it is. Now it's I just it well, standing out. And maybe that's even like you were saying, Andy, the difference of like acting styles of like if she does have yes. more of like a, yeah. like a dramatic kind of like soapy style, mm-hmm. that's something that you're going to hit every time right. versus in like more like Shakespearean yeah. or whatever. It's like, Maybe you'll great. You know, it just depends on like how you hit it. Yeah, but every, yeah. it seems like every time JL. she must have been like JL, JL, <laughs> JL. <laughs> yeah. Like, okay. Yeah, that's so true. Um, I also, speaking of new characters that we're excited about, I really like this um, specialist on um, artificial life. What's her name? Yeah. Dr. Dr. Agnes Girardi. Dr. Girardi. Dr. Girardi. I knew her name was a weird. (laughs) I kept going last time like Grace. (laughs) She does look like Agnes. It's a it's a very old lady name. name. Yeah, (laughs) yeah, for sure. I what I really like, and I I didn't necessarily love her character from the first time we met. Um, What I loved was when she walks in and shoots somebody because. So we were talking a little bit about this last week, but the the level of violence and graphicness in the show, like yeah. right. you know, all, they're not on their guns aren't on stun, right? In fact, right. they have guns that don't even have a stun <laughs> setting, and um, it hasn't really been addressed that major jump in style. And I love that her character kind of in one moment does address that, right? Because yeah. she kills someone, and it feels you can tell it is the first time she has ever taken a life, right? Yeah. And it terrifies her and she's horrified by right. it and she even says maybe it was on stun right <laughs> like, and definitely she's was shaking not. and she's never held a weapon and just to have that representation yeah. and like bring acknowledgement to that these are lives that are yes. being taken a lot right. in the yeah. first just three watched episodes mm-hmm. three major characters just like blow away a bunch of other yes. minor characters yes and yeah. then yeah, the, yeah yeah it brings it makes it real brings it totally yeah that's uh, yeah. that's a real good point I hadn't I hadn't mm. even thought about that watching it yeah. I recognize her reaction to it yeah but i didn't realize that it also serves as a way to highlight my own insensitivity yeah, to right. you know the violence that they've they've kind of uh, thrown at us yeah here. that whole fight scene at chateau picard was 
awesome. Wow. Like, yeah. The, the fact that, like, um, Joban just, like, dropped an apple or something and, like, bent over to pick it right. up and that blaster ball goes past his head. I know. And yeah. then uh, there's just no music and they all three just jump into fighting yes. form. Yeah. yeah. And we get to see these two ex-Tal Shiar Romulans, you know, badasses. be badasses. And yeah. then this 92-year-old JL uh, just get the shit kicked evidence, out of him. More evidence that he's a synth. You think so? I think so. I mean, he got, like, slammed into a table. He was going up those stairs when she, he was running with Dodge. If it takes, if he can't run upstairs, how the hell is he going to get over being thrown into Literally, a table? They, like, yeah. paint, like, wrestling style. Yes. Like, slammed into the ground. I hope this is something yeah. that the show becomes slowly self-aware about, so that by, like, season three, they are just having him, like... Tossed out of yeah. airlocks, yeah. smashed onto bulkheads, <laughs> run over by tanks, and he's like, "No, no, no, I'm good." I'm good. It off. Yeah. Did anyone else notice that there was no music in that whole fight scene? I didn't, but that's the kind of thing. Like, yeah, I sometimes like I noticed it a lot during the dialogue. The yes. lack of music right there, like, really struck me as such a great choice. Yeah, because it was such an abrupt shift into the fight and then not having music, it just felt so gritty and real. Yeah, yeah. You know, just like these space guns. That's I did really like the fight. The way it was yeah. paced, it was very tense and condensed yeah. and, and cramped because they're fighting yeah. in a tiny little and there's chateau just like area. Blasters yes. everywhere, hidden in his house. You, well, that. that's what I realized. Like, oh, this is what happens when you live with two ex Tal Shiar. There's yeah. exactly probably yeah. a fucking blaster on yeah. every grape yeah. in the field. You know what yeah. I mean? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. And th- I think they've been waiting for this day to come. I yeah, think they've been totally. That and I'm sure Picard coming. was like, "Are you really going to tape a blaster under my desk?" It's like, I definitely <laughs> am. Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, God, that whole sequence was oh, expertly then the done. The Tal Shiar, yeah. like, oh shit, there's stuff going down. Grab this. This might be a weapon. Grab this. This might be a weapon. Yes, yeah, I right. Really... Like a letter opener. Yeah. Yeah, 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 I like that kind of. Yeah. Picard is just like, I'm just going to come back here with my cane. <laughs> I, I like that we got to see another look at that weird, like, cyanide acid oh, pill. Yeah. yeah. That they keep spitting at people. Right. And it, it dissolves them. That's... Yeah, it dissolved his whole body. Yeah. yeah. So that I had heard, this is. I don't often delve into like, oh, what's going on behind the scenes or outside of the show. Yeah. But I was reading a discussion about the first episode and there was some confusion among people where they're like, what? So Romulans can spit acid? Oh, (laughs) and then someone's like, oh, actually, I don't know if this is what it'll be. But in some of the books, they have a thing where uh, it's rumored that the Tal Shiar have these pills that they crush and it dissolves their body so that they can't leave behind any information that anyone else can get. You can see them chewing it open. Right. What if you just have like a really chewy steak and accidentally (laughs) pop open your acid pill? Oh, yeah, this happens all the time. Yeah. (laughs) Don't go to a Tal Shiar dinner party. Also, don't put the acid pill in. Before you go to dinner, Din- yeah, wait till you're going to beam in for the mission, yeah, and then hope you don't get clocked in the mouth, in the face, <laughs> yeah. But, wow, and that whoever wrote one of these supplemental books, it might even have been Kurtzman, was involved in the new Picard show. Oh. So that's they're saying that oh, there's together, some of these of. other technically pseudo canon things yeah. might slowly get folded into these mainline shows. Okay, yeah. Yeah. I actually have a question for our two um, nerds. No, for sure. Uh, I I take that as a as a word of praise. So, um, so I so another detail that I loved again. I think like investment in world building um, was when Soji came from when that card came and it was the false door. Yeah, and she then approached that woman from behind. Right. Yeah, and asked to enter. Like, 
I just thought that was a really cool cultural yeah. standard, I did, and I yeah. I didn't know if that was something that had ever been mentioned about Romulan culture. This or- episode is the most amount of information about Romulan culture. Okay. Apart from they're all assholes and huh. they're all evil, secretive shitheads okay. that we've ever seen in Star Trek. What I realized this episode was like, oh, Romulans are now getting the Klingon treatment that the Klingons yeah. got in TNG. Yes. Where yes. In the original series, Klingons were like the other. Like, yes. these are the bad guys and we hate all of them. They're all evil. Yes. Um, and then TNG was like, you know what? They're probably just like people yeah. and some of them are assholes yeah. and when they have right. shitty leaders yeah. they go out and they do shitty things but yeah. some of them are really nice right right yeah. and so it's this non-othering of species yes. that they have in the past because yeah. romulans had always served as just this like it's another it's the romulan star empire and then mm-hmm. we have a border that's in dispute with them and they're always up to no good yeah. but you know we're also always ever shown their military yes you know right. that's that's it's one of these things where when you get into the forums with people and they start to get into arguments, you're like, you've literally seen on screen eight people from this species. Like, yeah. please do not say what they are like. Yeah, you know? right. Yeah, true. So, totally. So this show is making that explicit where it's like, yeah. oh, there's a Romulan culture and they've got these beliefs and here's, yeah. it, it feels like even like little hints of like, this is perhaps their religious beliefs. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So yeah, I did really like that. I thought that was really yeah. a great scene. And then yeah. the whole idea of taking what had previously been kind of like a one-dimensional I think laziness with Romulans of like Romulans are secretive people so it's like a very like um East German kind of secret police vibe mm, okay. that they give with Romulans. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, so now it's like, oh, but every Romulan house has like a fake door. Yeah. And that's, I'm guessing everyone knows it's not the real door. Right. But that's kind of, it's like, oh, there's like a level to this that's not just yes. spying on each other. That yes. like, for whatever reason, this is how their culture is set up. Yes. So anyways, yeah. yeah. Long yeah. answer. No, and those cards are... They were beautifully made, just as yeah. physical oh objects. Oh my gosh, yeah. how cool! The idea of like, I mean, they use the word mandala, but then also it's clearly got some tarot influence, like yeah. that. That and then the idea of it being the talking about as, as opposed to was she saying as opposed to mysticism? Mythology it's, was mythology the word she did. Like, it's, it's news. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I like that touch a lot. It's like Romulans don't believe in things that are not factual according yeah, to Romulans. Right. Yeah, yeah. 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 It was really interesting. Yeah. I totally agree with you, Doug, and I love I love that we're getting this deep dive into Romulan culture because Romulans have been around since the original series in the right. 60s. Like, yeah. Oh, uh, the DS9 did that with the Ferengi. Yeah, oh, sure. totally. Where, where yeah. they take like, here's yes. a species that has been served as a one note yes. thing, right. yeah. usually as a villain, and now let's do a deeper dive into right. it. Of course, they still make it like, well, they're still ridiculous. <laughs> Their culture is still very, but it's also like it's a criticism of capitalism. So that's like yeah. a fun, sure. interesting sure. But there was good stuff in there. Like I, We've talked about this before, but I love the idea of the great material continuum. Oh, yeah. That, like the belief structure of greed of the Ferengi actually has some really cool, beautiful ideas right. they in have it. A, they have a whole religion around it. Yeah. yeah it's fascinating. Uh, yeah, it is a yeah. fascinating exploration. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like that's, so doing this with secrecy, I think, yeah. is a fascinating thing. Like, yes, what if totally. secrecy was the basis of your culture and your religion mm-hmm. and your politics and your military? You yeah, know? yeah, that's an yeah, interesting and, idea to explore. And I also, yeah. I feel like in a way, we're kind of doing that with the ex Borg. Like, you can't really learn much about the Borg because they are just this like hive mind that is only bent on destruction. But the makeup of the Borg before they become Borg is really interesting to me and always Mm -hmm. has been and Mm -hmm. getting some look at like what are those people after the fact if they have a chance to be reclaimed that's so interesting yeah 
Like, th- this show is just going down all of these alleys that my brain has been going down for decades. It's like yeah. reaching into my mind and scratching all these itches, <laughs> and it feels fucking awesome. Has it ever been discussed what the origin of the Borg is? Like, no. how Oh, man, there's began? some good theories Not out there. Not in the yeah. show. Okay. Yeah. There's okay. three that I know of, maybe, maybe, t- maybe more, in the books and in comic books. Okay. Yeah. So there's a couple different takes of that. Yeah. I had a theory that has been disproven that I loved that in Star Trek the motion picture there is like a biological and synthetic life merging at the end of the movie and right. I'm like what if that creates the Borg? Right. Oh. But then we but then we get this uh um, retconning an enterprise that's way before that yep. of like the Borg being around a long time ago before okay. that takes place. So, Got well, rude. This is going to be it. We but don't they time we, travel. Well, I was going to say it's time travel. We don't need to go down that's the, true. the, the yeah, road. You don't know what of timeline. The reason yeah. Borg exists in Enterprise is because I of guess the, that's true, the end it? result of the movie First Contact where the Borg go back in time. That is right. right. Isn't so, it? Okay, so my theory. But my, this my gets theory, into a weird area, but basically with Star Trek, we're watching it contemporaneously, right? Yeah. In our real world. Right. Star Trek is not a real thing. But if you take the logic of their timelines sure. as like, okay, this is their main timeline, what we watched with the movie's first contact is basically a flashpoint situation right. where someone <laughs> has traveled back in time, changed the nature of the universe, and then new Star Trek that we watch contemporaneously take place in this altered timeline. Oh. So it's, and they don't ever explicitly address it, but it's just like, that's kind of the logical argument for what they've done. The whole idea of like parallel universes and multiple universes and quantum universes was not around when Star Trek was created, but it became a part of Star Trek in like season six of TNG. Yeah. And they just kind of made it up. maybe season seven. I don't know. It's really late in the run of TNG, but they'd already been doing stuff that like kind of contradicted that for years totally then never really addressed that so there there is no unified theory of reality in star right. trek right. or time travel it's but one of my they fucking mention q in yeah. this episode that uh, that uh, kind of bothers me yeah. oh no i loved it so much when the, they're talking to, well, okay there's what? we have to talk about this new captain <laughs> and he's i'm oh, so excited yeah, we haven't and even talked about him. his emh is like mentioning yeah. all these things that he loves about picard and one of them was that he's like the primary contact point with the Q continuum. Right. And I was oh, like, fuck yeah. yeah. <laughs> you want them to pretend Q doesn't exist. Well, I have a problem with Q in Star Trek. I, first of all, I like that Q exists in Star Trek, but I have a problem with it. Q has never been addressed in any meaningful way. Yeah. It's something where like you're talking about how like all these itches you want are getting scratched, which is yeah. great for you and your itches. <laughs> I'm an itchy boy. I've got some itches <laughs> that I've wanted to get scratched. And yeah. I'm hoping that Picard season two with Guinan, who was also a space magic wizard. Yeah. Yeah. Gets a chance to like, let's address some of Absolutely. this. Absolutely. Yeah, you know? yeah. Dude, Ugh. them acknowledging that Q exists is like, oh, but you still haven't really shown why. Why didn't people freak out at Q's very existence? Right, right. Well, they probably did. And I, we're dealing with the elite Starfleet crew on the Enterprise. Yeah, space yeah. Wizard. <laughs> He's just a magic man yeah. in space. So the very oh, first talked about him, maybe. Yeah, yeah. Sarah. The very uh. first episode of Star Trek: The Next Generation features this omnipotent being who calls himself Q, who can snap his fingers and do anything. Yes, yeah. we talked about that. Yeah, yeah, I remember now. Because yeah. then we were talking about Watchmen, and then like yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. and giant blue dick and all yeah. that. Right, right. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, you know. Yeah, yeah. quantum fingering. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, Sarah was making a really good point while we were watching the show about the. So the the speaking of the new captain um, that we just met, like that his 
His, uh, his accent. His accent. Well, it's is, the yeah. accent of his. Uh, his EMH. What would you call it? Yeah. E-N-H. His, his hologram. His, his yeah. hologram. His, his which E-N-H. looks like him. <laughs> yeah. Um, emergency navigation hologram. Oh. He has an EMH, which is a British accent. And he has an E N H that has an oh, Irish they accent. Were they were two. Okay. Oh, he he himself has, has a Spanish accent, at least according to the subtitles. Right, right, right. He did. Spanish accent. I missed yeah. that. Wow. Oh, I no, did. Yeah, I watched it with subtitles. So Smart. I meant before. Yeah. Today they yeah. didn't say anything because we don't have subtitles on. So oh, that's what I'm guessing. And his name is. I wouldn't have caught what, that. Carlos Rio? Rios. Rios or Chris. Rios. Uh, Chris. Chris. Crystal Rios. So yeah. So I can uh, yeah. see that they're saying like, well, this character himself is Spanish. Yeah. And uh that's his accent. And then he has it so far that we know of two emergency holograms yeah. that are based on him. Right. The way he looks, and then they, they just have ridiculous different accents. Different accents. Yeah, but yeah. neither of them are consistent. I was right. Like, oh, right, like right, right. three words he said were definitely Irish, and the rest yeah, was yeah. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, like, yeah, totally. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I also didn't, and this is just my bad, but I did not pick up the difference between the British accent and the Irish no, accent. No, me neither. I, I thought that was the same. Yeah, it's a weird. I'm curious to see where they go with it. Yeah. I think it's a. I think it's a weird choice. Yeah. Um, I think the actor's natural accent. I'm assuming it's his natural accent. Is a mm-hmm. wonderful accent. Yeah, his voice it's is beautiful. Very beautiful. Yeah, yeah. I agree. Uh, so I'm kind of it's like th- that was the yeah. one thing where it's like this might not be a good choice. Yeah, <laughs> this yeah, might not yeah, be a good yeah, choice. We'll That's the only thing in the whole episode that I questioned. Where I'm like, why is his EMH his face? That I'm fine with. That I'm fine with because that's He's like an ego thing. You know? Yeah. yeah. You think so? Okay. Or like a trust I, I, thing. Like I don't trust anyone right. else. Or maybe said like, oh, I'm not doing that again. Like I'm not gonna be under someone or like I'm not something like that right where he was like I'm not gonna put my faith in someone again also if it's if you have a foe aboard your ship or something it's pretty helpful to have like three U's running around in case you know to distract or like they could go after the wrong you know what I mean like something that looks like you running around the ship F-O-E I was like (laughs) F-A-U P-H-A yeah no um, yeah I I, that there could be like a strategical reason maybe I like the idea of it he's just like that much of a loner yeah and then uh, I think what Sarah's saying is like the idea of having other people who you could watch die yeah, you know, that's or other true. people that that you would rely on. Or so it's just to. it's yeah. just or attached to. Yeah, so it's just yeah. you. Yeah, I'm so true. curious about the state of Starfleet because they kind of we're kind of getting more of this picture, but like Captain Rios, Picard coming on and saying like you are Starfleet. I can see it. Yeah. Right, um, you you are this weird roguish. Uh, handsome solo guy. Yeah, is he Starfleet? Like, the- I think he was referring to like the tidiness of the ship in right. a way, or like ex Starfleet, I guess. Well, and I right. think what they're trying to say is like, yeah, we're probably going to see this guy be a morally ambiguous character. Yeah, but that he shares the Starfleet ideals. Or, like, grew out of Starfleet. I think he trained in Starfleet, for sure. It, it seems like he was an officer yeah. to a certain point. Yeah. yeah. And Picard is basically saying, you're still that. It's yeah. like if somebody who was in the military could be like, I could tell. I can tell you're military. Yeah, right, okay. Right, yeah. Or, or a police I, I officer. Yeah, like, who's yeah. the who's the you're thumbs up? Okana guy from old. TNG? Oh my god, the outrageous outrageous Okana. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's there's it's basically it's not this kind of guy. Yeah, not a not a rakish roguish space pirate thief. Yeah, this is an ex military ex Starfleet guy. Yeah. Well, okay. So these so from the people who were like like Riker and these other people who like left when they left were they still Starfleet? Yeah, the last we know of Riker is that he was leaving the Enterprise to take his own captaincy, and Troy was leaving with him, and then Picard and Geordi were still serving together. 
the last we saw them. But that was like in in continuity like 30 years ago, right? Like could yeah. he somehow maybe have been under someone who left? You know what I mean? Like Yeah, it's someone but he saw them die. Mm. He said he saw their his last yeah. captain hit their brains like Spewed out on the, but maybe right? if it's okay. not like the cat you know what i mean though i mean i don't I, know I like curious. enough about like the yeah. world but it's like oh did he yeah. come up with someone who we know yeah, and maybe yeah, got right, like right, right. the tail end of them or like yeah. went yeah. through one of them you maybe know? his captain was janeway and she's dead <laughs> i don't know no janeway can That's never a die discovery. Yeah. it's a discovery it? janeway's voyager, voyager. Oh, Voyager. God, I get them all. Who's Jane? Oh, yeah, Discovery's the new one. Yeah, Discovery's the new one. Uh, Voyager, Discovery. What? Okay, let's quickly. What are all the Star <laughs> okay, Trek? Star Trek, the original series, was just called Star Trek. Just Star Trek. Okay. Then came Star Trek Next Generation. No, then came Star Trek, the animated Thank series. Thank you, yes. <laughs> okay. Yes. Oh. The cartoon. Well, actually, and the movies came before the Next Generation. The first movie came before the Next Generation. Oh. Um, and kind of revitalized interest in Star Trek. Right. And that's like Star Trek II, The Wrath of Khan, really revitalized interest in Star Trek. And then shortly after that, The Next Generation starts. Okay. I think when they were making Star Trek VI is when The Next Generation starts. Okay. Because Michael Dorn has a cameo in Star Trek VI. Right, but he had already been on TNG, so... Okay, no, T- you're right. TNG you're right. had already been out. So yeah, maybe around Star Trek IV or something, the movie is when TNG comes out. I'm Star not Trek sure. V? When they go meet Space God, I just rewatched that movie. I love that. It's not that bad. I really like it. Gets a bad rap because anyway. So the movies start and then overlap with the Next Generation, which runs for seven years. Overlaps by two years with Deep Space Nine. Deep Space Nine, yeah. And that overlaps with Star Trek Voyager. Yes. And then when Voyager the Dark Times. When Voyager ends, we get Enterprise, which I love. Enterprise, yes. Okay. Which is a prequel show. NASCAR in space. And then we get the Dark Times, where there's nothing. And then it's Star Trek 2009, the JJ abrams movie which starts this new trilogy okay in an alternate timeline um and then we get discovery in yeah. what, what was that 20 that wasn't that two long years ago three yeah. years ago 2018 something like that yeah okay yeah. And, then and then now picard, picard. yeah and so yeah. how long did the dark years last i was saying the dark years were until enterprise but i guess it's darker years after enterprise yeah i'd rather have some i, I mean i loved enterprise no, yeah because enterprise enterprise had the had the wonderful timing to come out uh uh in august 2001 yeah. It was like it premiered oh, wow. like a month before or after 9 yeah. 11. And so there was a, a lot of sense of like, oh, maybe space optimism is not the mood right. of the country <laughs> right now. <laughs> well, yeah. but then, and, and then they in, they folded in like yeah. this alien oh. terrorist attack oh, in, wow. in season, yeah. season two. And then wow. they went on this like yeah. weird like revenge rant. It was like, it was oh, amazing. Wow. At the end of season two, there's a terrorist wow. attack on Earth. And then they spend all of season three trying to track these people down through wow. something called The Expanse. Yeah. Oh, my god! No, no relation to the TV show The Expanse. Yeah, no yeah, relation yeah. To uh, but I And season three of Enterprise, for me, is one of the greatest arcs in all of Star Trek. I really mm. love it. And I'm in the minority with that opinion. But I think it's sure. fucking amazing. I think amazing. season four is better, mm. but that's fine. I love season four, too. I mean, I really like Enterprise a lot. Enterprise gets a real bad rap because yeah, I think we talked about annoying. it. They've got the, they've got the um, Rod Stewart theme song. Faith of the heart. I've got faith oh, of the heart. Yes. No one's gonna bend or break me. Ooh, I got more. That's a musical episode. <laughs> I like that. I can reach any star. Yes. Yeah, you gotta get real breathy. You gotta hurt your throat to sing that song. Ooh. It's a horrible, horrible theme song. Horrible theme song. Yeah. I really love it. It's so out there compared to any <laughs> of the Star Trek. The first time I heard it, my heart sank. 
oh, I remember being so excited for Star Trek to come back on TV, and I was just like, fell back in my chair, stunned. I was like, I what is happening right now? <laughs> what is it? My, me and yeah. my girlfriend at the time, and we were both into Star Trek, and was like, yeah, what is this? Oh my god, yeah. what is this? They're wearing trucker hats, ah! and they're in Star Trek. <laughs> Yeah, wow, but then they weird. get like a, yeah. then the Klingon randomly lands in Montana, Bozeman, right. Montana. Where your oh, friends? Broken, yeah. broken bow, broken bow. I mean, I love it. I love it. Right. So we went that. off on a side, anyway, real side tangent. Yeah. Well, well, so well, like that, was good, that never though. happens. Yeah, right. Um, I just wanted, I wanted because I actually don't have the chronological, yeah. and I get the names of the shows confused all the time. And also, yeah. the shows jump around in the timeline. Yeah, yeah. we get, we'll get you caught up eventually. Yeah, I'm, right? I'm not stressing. The broad yeah. strokes, it's you, that's easy to pick up. Yeah, I think, and yeah. Sort of like. Uh, I really like the homework that Sarah, the yeah, idea of yeah, that, yeah. like watching. Yeah, I need yeah. episodes. So I didn't finish. I, I, I watched the first one, but I didn't finish the second one. I'm okay. like halfway That's through. That's the two-parter look. That's the two-parter. two-parter. Yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah so I'm, How, what are you thinking of it so far? It's great. I well, I well, okay. So I though was definitely like went back to my high school days where I watched the first episode last night. Yeah, and yeah, so, yeah. yeah, yeah. I was like, oh my gosh, it's tomorrow. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So I watched it as I was getting ready for bed, and I feel like, but I feel like that's an episode where like all the action happens at the end. Yeah, yeah. So like totally. I very yeah. much missed the first half, but didn't feel like I missed Needed anything until yeah. like yeah. Right. literally the people showed up and like. But I did love that it was like. And they're like, oh, <laughs> like pew. And then they took Picard, and then they were like, I'm a, I'm a Borg now. And yeah. they're like, no. no. Yeah. And then I was like, great. And then I started the second one and immediately fell asleep. Yeah, yeah, so yeah, yeah. Well, that's I, your homework is the second one, right? Well, well I started simple. watching it this morning, and so I know. I think I'm at a point where they're trying to. I, uh, what, I remember hearing Data being like, I can't find a direct link to the hive mind of the Borg. Yeah. And so he was trying yeah. the last, he did the first two and was like, okay, we're doing the last one. Right. And then I got a phone call that was like, <laughs> ah! <laughs> so I think yeah. I'm almost done. Yeah. That well, if right. you get through that, the next one to watch would be iBorg. Yeah. Which yeah. is where we meet that Hugh. guy that was, Hugh. yeah, that yeah. was escorting. What episode is Soji that? into? It's called iBorg. But what but I mean is that what season? What? Oh, like, yeah. I think it's season five. Okay, I'll look it up. But yeah, it's we called Ibor. We can yeah. help you find Great. it. Great. Yeah, um, I am curious about the financial situation of Earth in this episode because Star Trek: The Next Generation makes it explicit that there's no money, and even in the original series, this was not explicit. But it's like the Next Generation makes it explicit that there's no money in the future, that everyone has all of their basic needs met because of technology, like the replicator. Right. But then. We go to Vasquez Rocks and see where Raffi lives. And also, Vasquez Rocks has been a shooting location for different alien planets. Right. The actual Vasquez Rocks on Earth has been used as several different alien planets throughout the history of Star Trek. So, to actually have someone living at Vasquez Rocks and show them as she's a real a, place. She's a true Star Trek fan. I really liked that. Yeah. I, I mean, it seemed a little silly that they'd let... Like that, one person could live at this famous monument, but I'll take it. I but don't it's also mind. the future, so you know it's the future. No one cares about monuments anymore. It could, yeah, it could have lost a status, or yeah, she may not be allowed to live there. Yeah, you know? so that's my question: is that she was talking about how Picard had this like nice vineyard and had this life of luxury, and she has to live in her in her like trailer or whatever it is, right? And 
like, what does that mean? I mean, if we have this future with no money, and then we're obviously hiring this captain, and right. he's expensive, what does that mean? Are they paying him in Chateau Picard wines? Or, like, <laughs> do you think he's just giving away that wine? Or or is this whole idea that there's no money being that there's no money in the Federation and mm. in Starfleet, but if you choose to live outside of that, you got to fend for yourself? Well, yeah, I think DS9 made that explicit with the Ferengri and Latinum, where you have Starfleet officers spending Latinum right. at the space mall... So clearly right, but I'm talking means- about just Earth. Like, I we were led to believe that Earth was this utopia where you don't need to make money anymore. Yeah, well, I mean, you're also hearing that from someone who's bought into the system. Maybe the truth right. is a little more complicated. Right, and I'm into that. I like yeah. that. I want to know the truth, if even if it contradicts what we've been told in the past, yeah. because if the truth is complicated, that rings true to me. And It's one of these things where, from a storytelling point of view, I think saying, this is utopia and everything is great, doesn't lend itself to like, oh, I can't wait to see all the not problems that happen for these people who have all their needs met and everything's awesome. Yeah. You know, so I think that's a difficult place for them to be. And uh, the other end of it is like, well, you can't have it be like an economic, uh, uh, lesson of like, well, here's how you could set up this kind of system. You just need to hit broad strokes. And one of them is like Picard who created the situation is living on this fancy ass chateau and Raffi who got caught up in the wake of what he's doing yeah. is living in this trailer, you know, like yeah. what are, I, what, what's, I, what's the economy that allows that to happen? It could be a bunch of different things, but yeah. they just need to have that. They need to difference. address it for me just a little bit. Like when we're talking about hi- was, hiring she, this captain, I want to know what is the currency? How is he being paid? How does that relate to he's getting like, paid in Latinum? Cause Earth everyone gets paid in Latinum. <laughs> uh, she left. She got kicked out of Starfleet. Yeah. For not, anything she did wrong. Right. And she renounced her Federation citizenship in frustration of like, well, fuck all you all. Right. And now she's living off the grid and has to, right. and she doesn't get the freebies that you get for being part of this utopia. And so now she's yeah, trying to kind of like cobble it. together her own life I on like her it. own, which, which also you could see people, even if you're like, Hey, the Federation gives you all this stuff. You're like, no, I want to do it with just like what I can do. Yeah. yeah I really like it because Again, thinking about our country right now. Same like, reason for him, too. <laughs> there's, you know, there's a lot of people talking about socialism being not so bad. And, like, we might, you know, I mean, Bernie Sanders is, like, right up at the top of the polls right now. And he is a democratic socialist. And, like, could socialism become the future of our country? Totally I don't know. automated gay and I'm not, I don't space wanna... communism. There you go. <laughs> and, like, we're not here to debate. Luxury. We're not here to debate whether or not we want that or, or think it's a good thing or not. I mean, that's just a whole other conversation we don't have time for. But... Yeah. I will say that if we're looking at Star Trek and this this utopian future, that it, it has a lot of signs of socialism in it. If you choose to not exist in that, like, what does that mean? And if we're right. looking at our country, you know, how does that relate to our country? I think there's a really interesting exploration that could be had right there. Sure. Mm. Yeah, I'm I'm less interested in that aspect of it. I like mm. I'm fine with the broad strokes. This person got good stuff. This person doesn't. This person needs money. This person doesn't. Like, I got yeah. it. Like, it fits in with the story and the specifics. If they get into it, it's interesting, but it's also too risky of, like, the Star Wars Trade Federation <laughs> blockade. Like, okay. Yeah. Just, you did a thing. You had to do a thing. That's fine with me. Yeah. I've just always been so interested in it. And there's, like, whole books written about this, like Treconomics. Right. There are books written about the <laughs> economics of this fictional right. future. It's as equally- And how we could get to a future in which... We are not so dependent on people needing to make money to exist because I'm very interested in that because I think that the whole 
makeup of our society where like you are required to to give your life to something like a job that you probably don't necessarily even want to do right. because you have to support yourself. You have to make money, which is an, an imaginary thing that we've created. Like we've put ourselves into this mm-hmm. box and I, that's always perplexed me. And I've always wanted to find a way out of that. I, but I'm not looking to Star Trek to find the way out of that box. Oh, I, I Star always Trek, have. Yeah. Oh, I say, I think <laughs> to me, it's like, let it be economic babble along with techno babble, yeah. you know, and computer babble. I don't care. This is just mm-hmm. like, it's plot stuff. Yeah. wrestling with like nearly unanswerable moral questions and ambiguities that is an interesting thing to see played out i agree but, but i like, do consider this to be a morally questionable ambiguity is like is is just well, money I think, I think what they're saying is that yeah everybody should have all the stuff they need as much as possible but the right. details of it to right. be worked out later. Right, totally. Right. And now we're in a place where we might get to work out some of those details. Well, one of the details apparently involves a massive amount of energy and replicators. So yeah. Yeah. once you get that done, you probably can get a lot there more There you go. Done. Yeah, totally. Mm. Well, should we rate this episode? Okay. Yeah. Oh, I want to throw one last thing in here. Yeah. And we don't even have to get into it. I think uh, Commodore O, Commander O, oh. what was, what's her title? Commodore O. Uh, is from the Mirror Universe. Okay, let's write this episode. Well, I think her sunglasses are from the Mirror Universe. <laughs> <laughs> oh. That was so weird. Like, that's the only thing in the whole episode where I was like, sunglasses? Yeah. Like, that looks weird. It's because Maybe. of her light sensitivity, because she's from the evil Mirror Universe. They just weren't, like, futuristic in the way that I would expect from Star Trek. She likes mm. a good pair of old Ray-Bans. Yeah, I'm into it. <laughs> it's her stylistic choice. Yeah. Okay, who's got a rating? What do we think? I do. Hit it. I think this is like a... 8.5 or a 9 for me. Wow. Mm. Yeah, it's up there. Well, last week was a 7 for me. And I think the first episode was a 10. And I think this is like, yeah, I think it's up there. I really enjoyed it the whole way, pretty much. There were very few things that happened there where I thought, Ugh, that's not necessary, or Ugh, I don't like that choice. Yeah, I think it's a solid 8.5 or a 9 for me. Nice. Nice. Yeah, I think that's what I was thinking, but I was thinking more of like a solid 8.5. Okay. Yeah. Where like, to me, the beginning definitely like took a second to like kick in. It really was like, and I, I kind of got annoyed that they really stretched out like Soji going to see this woman because it was mm. like, she opened the door and we saw the people and then a new scene came. <laughs> right, and right, then right. It was yeah. like, and then like, she saw, like, she's like, flipping the cards and then a new scene came and I was like I just want to know what's happening like right. I want <laughs> at least like more than 10 seconds and then finally we did yeah but which was really nice I, was it after the fight yeah it was or like, like intercut right with before? that fight it was like before and after yeah so like that was really nice but otherwise I was like you keep giving me you keep teasing me with this scene and I right. just want to know and to then watch more people talk it's so like, like they've divided the show up into these different pillars yeah and then this is a shorter pillar so you're just right. getting like little slices yeah, off right. it as if they're doing but an then it became a huge right. pillar because and I, I would think we might have talked about this like when she flipped that card and it's those twins and she knew right. exactly who she was oh, yeah and she it was like this is huge oh, yeah. news like yeah. this is the fact that this and woman she said knows the same thing that the guy that then spits out the melty stuff she's the destroyer says. she's the destroyer yeah, it's like we get yeah, yeah they are the simultaneously yeah because they're like she doesn't know what she is. And she's like, I know who you are. Right. And they're like, and like, to me, that's when my mind was like, I, my mind is like, this is great. This yeah, is yeah. finally like yeah. information yeah. that I as a new person can like 
cling on to yeah. to be like something is moving forward like yeah, it's yeah, the yeah. first time i really felt like yeah. we are propelling forward absolutely so that's why for me it's like oh yeah like a solid 8.5 yeah because it's like oh like yeah i just i was ready for this like oh yeah. my gosh we're going into space or like finally the adventure is starting and yeah. i feel like it happened in the last like 20 minutes yeah mm-hmm. i'd agree with yeah. you what about you doug yeah i'm a, i i this is I uh, before I was thinking to myself, yeah, it's somewhere between like an eight and a nine. So I feel like I'm going to add my voice to the eight point five camp. Yeah, it's, it's, it's yeah. I I do think there were some. I'm worried about how the emergency hologram with the, the yeah. that actor's yeah. I think he might not be as good at accents as he thinks he is. Right. Uh-huh. And I don't know sure. if anyone's willing to tell him. Sure. And maybe it's not important, right. but it's distracting. Or, <laughs> or if they address it in universe. Yeah, there you go. And it's like, I don't know, he's doing the best he can. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like yeah. if they kind of make fun of the emergency hologram yeah, yeah. for having a bad accent. Yeah, there you go. Then I can accept it. Totally. So that's, that I'm a little worried about. I'm 100% on board with what Sarah was saying about we're finally getting some kind of like meat on the bone. It's like, yeah, yeah. all right. Because it's been a lot of stuff. Up. It really yes. has been like put the pieces on the board, a little bit of fan service here. Yeah. Okay, let's let's show you what the mystery is going to be. But you know, you need to have something else to kind of keep that going, and you can't just keep opening up more mystery doors because that also mm-hmm. gets really frustrating. Oh, yeah. Right. So this who is, are we, Damon Lindelof? Yeah, exactly. So this <laughs> this is leading us towards. <laughs> Sorry, I don't know who that is. <laughs> I just wanted to be a part of it. That was funny, but this episode did make me a little nervous because of that mystery box kind of thing, which is okay. They'd better know where they're going with this. Yeah. They'd better be able to stick to the landing by the time they get to episode 10. It can't, uh-huh. I don't want to get to the end of it and have it feel like, Oh, so they also didn't know what they were going to do yes. with the Borg and the Romulans and, and the synths and yeah. she's the prophesized destroyer or something and yeah. tying all that together. So yes. if this feels like this scene in retrospect, was pointless then i'm going to be frustrated yes. but mm-hmm. but I, but i'm glad that we're getting to that point now you know yeah totally. i would be shocked if they didn't pay that off i'd be shocked i feel like we're in the hands of a storyteller who knows yeah what they're doing i'm yeah i'm trusting i'm willing yeah. to i'm willing to put my trust in that and i do i really like the captain mm-hmm. um and this is you know you should not judge a book by its cover, but or its accent. But no, no, no. This is, cause yeah, I no never, yes, you can't. I. This is the first time I've heard this captain speak. Because I don't know if it's I'm just not watching the previews or anything. Yeah, and I didn't. I didn't bother to do any research. I just saw some pictures, and I honestly was like, they can't have another white guy captain in. Picard, like I'm yeah. gonna get, I'm gonna get mad if that's what they're doing. Yeah, yeah. Um, so uh, you know, maybe it's a silly little thing, but when he started talking, and I was like, oh, okay, we're getting a different kind of representation uh-huh. than basically a, a European yeah. uh, white guy or American white guy as the captain. Yeah. So yes, that I was. That I was. Uh, it let go a concern I had been sort of like, what's gonna happen? Here? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So yeah, totally. Yeah, there's so much to love in this episode. Like, we didn't even talk about the first shot where you see this new ship that we're going to go on and the feeling Uh. of assembling this crew, how, like, pure classic Star Trek that was. 
and that moment of like spaceship porn where you get like the next generation music. <laughs> I think and, you even yeah. out loud said that's a sexy ship. Yeah, I said that. <laughs> I did. felt it. I mean, I Ugh. I'm feeling so I much. Picard when said I'm, engage, when, and Jesse did. He did. Yes, he did. <laughs> Jesse went. I had, to, oh. I, had to, I had to put a pillow over Finally. my lap. Was, I just. I mean, yeah. this is just like what I've always wanted, and they're for me they're just really doing it right and they're doing it in a way that is new and surprising and interesting to me right and i'm so into it i'm still feeling super weird about the the jat vash brother sister game of thrones uh, yeah. oh yeah. right we didn't talk about the yeah. we, didn't, we, spent an hour. we haven't even talked about the incest it's, yeah and it's yucky and i don't like the tone they're setting between uh, yeah. those two like every time they meet it feels like we're like in some weird other right, and they're like, yeah. "Have you done it yet?" Yeah. And like, yeah. "Why are you, you like, smell like her?" <laughs> right? It's yeah. Like, this and is so like strange. Getting yeah. really yeah. up in each other's ears and smelling yeah. each other. I'm like, "What That's is this?" Weird. I think I may be wrong. It feels like it's on purpose, and we are supposed to be yucked right. out. Yeah, and just like, yeah. oh, these are the bad guys. Yeah, that's right. True. But it's so over the top, it and is. it's just too yeah. much for me. It does, yeah. To me, that's yeah. the one spot in this show where yeah. it's consistently not working. Yeah, where yeah. like when the when the door opened to Soji's room and that creepy yeah. Romulan <laughs> dude was there, I literally went, ugh. That was that, that's <laughs> the, know, those I are the two ranges story. of Jesse's emotions. No, that's Picard's take engage. Yeah. yeah, and then Romulan creep Neeric walking into a room yeah um, I, I mean the stuff that I love I love so much that it yeah. really kind of raises everything up yeah, to me yeah and I'm I am also like eight and a half or nine um yeah. my my heart wants to go nine because there's like really soaring moments in this episode to me right um but this episode is also it's the story is kind of like transitioning through this episode like it is not a complete story yeah the first episode is the only one that felt like a complete yeah. narrative sure. yes whereas all the others feel like we're watching parts of a narrative it's still yeah. set up. and yep. i do like when serialized shows can do both at the same time yes. right and they've already nailed that in the first episode it's the only one they've gotten there on mm-hmm. yeah this is why i like this episode better because i thought that rafi at least got us close to seeing yeah it wasn't a fully told narrative but we got right. to see kind yeah. of like a, a, a journey that someone had been on you yes. know? right and right so that was and at least interesting you like know? what they do on arrow is that they have these flashbacks that are a complete story oftentimes right. where you're like watching part of a serialized narrative but then we're also getting a complete narrative from like flashback point of view right. that's what lost made famous you know yes. right. yeah and that works so well for me and th- if they had done a little bit more raffy backstory in this episode and maybe move some of the other stuff around yeah into the next episode and given me a complete narrative here right I, what they could have made a 10 out of 10 yeah and i don't think that they're ever going to get to that point because it's not one of star trek's strong suits yeah, and this is a very know. minor complaint for me because sure. I I agree with you that when we get the whole show and we can binge through it, it's going to be gonna so, much so much fun yeah. and yeah. feel really different yeah. and kind of take this criticism away. Yeah. yeah. Um, but as a weekly show, like I I want to have some sense of beginning, middle, and end. Right. I think that also we just watched a show that does that really well, which is The Mandalorian. Like yeah. I, I think that they did a great job of making each episode an encapsulated story, but yeah. then tying it all together yeah, totally. to build one major arc. Yeah. And I think, I think that that can be done. And I don't know. I agree. I think once we get these episodes in the context of the whole season, yeah. it'll tell us a lot. And I think this yeah. is a reflection perhaps of the showrunner being 
Michael uh, Shaban, Shaban, a novelist. Right. Mm-hmm. So you're getting like, right. like you had chapters, said, this is going to be yeah. like a ten part novel. Yeah. It's not yeah. like every chapter of a novel is like a little mini story that wraps totally. up. Yeah, totally. You have right. one long through line. Yes. Well, and that I, makes sense of like the pacing then too, yeah. where it's like right. really the pace. And I think that kind of goes to where like we have these little things of action, and then it's yep. cut in half with a a really slow talking scene, and right. you're like. Ugh, like we were I was with you and then all of a sudden we halt and stop and it's like this yeah. constant like yeah. rev up and so it's like oh I don't feel satisfied because then I, I stopped the momentum to get more exposition right. yeah. versus if you would have just given me exposition and then like did a full rev up versus like these middle ones you right. know like I feel like if they can figure out their pacing then like for me too it's like oh this is like all the information's right. It's just maybe the order that it's being given, or like yeah. how it's being sliced together. My hope is that the next three will serve as like the equivalent of the second act of a movie, where like now we're going to get to the escalation. Now the core problem is going to be resolved, mm-hmm. uh, revealed, and then we're going to see that, and then yeah. the, the the last three, four ish, get to the like resolution in the denouement. You know, like that's yes. that's going to. I would hope that's kind of the arc that the season follows and that mm-hmm. what we're in now is that setup part. Like it's the yeah. first mm-hmm. 20, 30 minutes of a movie where you're like, all right, yep, yep, I got it. You work there. You love her. Yeah. You right. do this, yeah, you know? Yeah. 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 Like, so yeah, my critical brain is thinking 8.5, but my Star Trek brain is like, it's a nine. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Well, if anyone listening wants to hear Doug and I talk about the Picard trailers before the show came out <laughs> and the first two uh, short treks, right. all of that is now exclusive content on the Space Nerds Patron cast, as Woo-hoo! well as Alexandria and I talking about the Hunger Games and more to come in our new premium podcast feed. And that is at patreon.com slash Space Nerds Podcast. I need your help to pay for the production costs of this show. Uh, we're trying to reach 15 bucks a month as our first goal to pay for the web hosting that I'm currently paying for. Mm, so yeah. if you're listening and you want more, we got premium content for you. Check it out. There's a link in the description of the podcast. Thank you so much for listening. Thank you guys Woo! for being here. Yay! I love Star Trek Club. This <laughs> yeah. is so yeah. fun for me. So fun. Me too. I, it's, I actually really like doing it early in the day, too. Yeah, this, yeah, this works was nice. great. Yeah. Yeah. It works great. Do, do you guys have a song to take us out? <laughs> Quantum <laughs> fingering. <laughs> All right. Stay nerdy out there, guys. <laughs> Space Nerds is listener-funded through Patreon. To support the show and gain access to bonus content, sign up at patreon.com slash spacenerdspodcast. If you love this show, help us spread the word by sharing it on your favorite social media platform or leaving us a positive rating and review on Apple Podcasts or wherever else you can find our show. If you have a question or comment you'd like the Space Nerds to discuss in the next episode, email us at spacenerdspodcast at gmail.com. To browse our complete library of episodes or check out my sci-fi synth-pop music and music videos, visit my website at jessemercury.com. Keep it spacey, baby!